from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. We're here with Derek Brower, Syracuse and pro basketball alum with a connection to the Toronto Raptors through the Danny Green family, knowing Danny Green Sr. and obviously Danny Jr., or as Derek calls him, Little Danny, coming in through the trade with Kawhi Leonard from the San Antonio Spurs to the Toronto Raptors, which without this trade, we wouldn't be where we're sitting right now. Right now in the NBA Finals with a 3-1 lead for the Toronto Raptors in their first ever NBA Finals in their 24 years of existence with an opportunity at home to win the NBA Finals. They're up three games to one. They won both games in the Oracle, and now they are sitting here with Game 5 happening tonight, and Derek Brower is here with me right now. Derek, how are you doing today? I'm good, Dan. How are you? I'm doing very well, and, and Derek, you know, first and foremost, just what you can say about you know, you decided to kind of reconnect with the game. I mean, never being away from the game, but reconnect with, like, the NBA game as far as going out to the games. You'd said to me, oh, you know, I think it might go out to, you know, I'm going out to game one, and we'll see about game two. And you seem to have picked the perfect time to be around the Raptors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously. Um, they're, they're having a great season, and uh, Danny is doing well. Um, he's getting towards the end of his career. It's been a really, really good career, and um, I just really wanted to make sure that I got a chance to see him play. Um, I missed the last finals as I was living in Australia when he was on San Antonio, so I made it a point to to get to this one and and really um, try to be there and share the moment with him because it's been a long road. I've known little Danny since he was born, and just to see him just to see him grow, get better, and represent our town, it's an amazing experience. And when you when you see kind of what he's done and whatnot, I mean, this Raptors team has had an opportunity to, you know, obviously do something extremely special this year, and different guys have stepped up at different times. Fred Van Vliet, you know, is kind of quiet. Then he had the birth of his child, and all of a sudden he's woken up almost like the pressure's off of him. Uh, Kawhi has been Kawhi, but, you know, the people around Kawhi, Fred Van Vliet has had to step up. Serge Ibaka's had to step up. Marcus All has had to step up. Danny Green, Kyle Lowry at times. We've seen this team as the series go on, we'll say, oh, okay, so Danny was quiet in this series, but now he's stepped up. So Fred Van, Fred Van Vliet was quiet in this series, and now he's stepping up. Just what you could say about it, I mean, the Raptors seem to continue to be evolving, and, you know, Danny's one of those, I, I guess, most recent pieces that's really, you know, come back, so to speak, and, you know, meant a lot to this series. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think what it is is that a lot of teams may – go into the game um, playing Danny a certain way. Now, if they concentrate on taking uh, Danny out the game and running him off the three-point line and making him his shots a lot more difficult, it, it definitely um, puts a pressure on him, but at the same time, it relieves um, pressure off someone else. Could that be Abaka or Van Fleet or, um, 
you know, Kyle Lowry because they're paying so much constant, so much attention to Danny. And then a team may say, you know what? Well, Green hasn't played well. He hasn't made any shots. So we'll leave him alone and we'll concentrate on maybe doubling Kawhi or, or helping out on Gasol. And then next thing you know, Danny kills him. So um, it's been great. All of the guys have been stepping up. And that really shows you the... Um, the team play of the Raptors, you know, it's not all just about Kawhi. All of the guys actually enjoy their roles and they perform when it's time. And, and that's what veterans and pros do. And when you look at, you know, what Danny's done and in, in some of the shots that he's made and the moments that he's stepped up and whatnot, just maybe some of those or one of those that sticks out to you of, of what Danny Green's been able to do in the most recent series here with the Golden State Warriors in the NBA Finals, if there's a moment or two that sticks out to you? Well, I, I, like, to, I like to watch him play defense. I think he's consistently hounding uh, guys like Curry and Clay. Um, but obviously the big shot that he hit in the fourth quarter um, of game four in Oracle after going 0 for 6 in the first quarter and then not starting the second half but still being ready to um, hit a shot when it's time for him to do it and, and that's the thing that impresses me most about Little Dan he just he's always ready and he's very confident in, in, in you know what he does and what he's doing and um, it's really hard to I guess um pick one particular moment because every time he shoots the ball you know what i mean i'm i'm excited and i'm happy for him especially when it goes in but i would say that that shot that he hit in game four probably the only three he hit the whole game but it it really put a um, silence to the warriors trying to make a little comeback was probably one of the biggest shots especially in the away game and when we when we see this speaking here with Derek Brower, Syracuse and pro basketball alum with a strong connection to the Danny Green family, when we see you know obviously uh, players like Danny Green stepping up and Van Vliet and Serge Ibaka and so on and so forth, as I was talking about and Pascal Siakam and, and and all of that, you know what can you say about this team as a whole when you're watching this team live and you're on site and and obviously you're watching you know the the West Coast games and whatnot. What can you say about what you've seen from this Raptors team, you know, having played basketball and, and connected to the sport your whole life and knowing this game inside and out, what is this Raptors team showing you? Well, it's, it's a great mix of youth and veteranship, which, which uh, makes a great team. And um, I think one of the biggest things that I've noticed, even watching them off the court, they all get along. You know, they have, I mean, Pascal, he's a young kid, very funny, um, very jubilant. Um, but then you have the older guys, the veterans, uh, uh, like Danny, like Powell. Um, and so it's a real good combination of youth and veteran leadership. And there are no egos. You know, everyone is out there and they're, they're happy for when it's the time for the next man to step up, whether it be Norm Powell or, or someone else coming off the bench. So that was the biggest thing that I noticed. They are really together as a unit and they have fun. You know, you watch them, they're all, especially in practice, they're all laughing and communicating and there's a lot of talking and, and readjustment going on in terms of how they're going to attack certain things and they all agree on it no one is no one is thinking well you know what i I have to give up some shots because they're playing us a certain way it's all about 
what's going to be best for the team. And um, it's 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 really prevalent to see, like I said, when they're off the court and they're just hanging out and laughing around together. And it's fun for me just to be a fly on the wall. I'm just sitting here and just amazed that, you know, the enjoyment that these kids are having and also the fact that, you know, they really are playing together with one common focus, and that's to win the championship. And have that common focus and have that connection. They go over to Oracle for two games, and it's funny because in Oracle, you know, obviously premonitions and whatnot and knowing of the future. I said, well, the Oracle must have said that Toronto was going to win both on the West Coast. What do you think about that, the fact that they went into Golden State, and this is after Golden State ties the series 1-1, and they take both games in Golden State, proving that they can win on the road, if people were worried about that, proving that they could defeat Golden State in Golden State, if people were worried about that. Just what you could say about you know these, these games and, and what they did and how they did it. I mean, even with, I, I think uh, Steph Curry had 47 in one of the games, almost 50 points, and they still were able to win. Just what it says about the Raptors that they went to Oracle twice – Back-to-back Game 3 and Game 4 and won them both. Well, they're an extremely confident team. I think that they predicate everything they do on their defense, and and they trust Kawhi in the fact that when we need something to happen offensively, he'll make it happen. He'll make the right decision. He'll make the right shot. And um, so the other four guys just really... Um, are confident in terms of, look, I'll do my job and everyone else will do what they're supposed to do. But it all it all starts defensively. I mean, they feel that they have one of the best defensive teams in the NBA because when they go with certain lineups, they can just switch on every play, um, one through five. So they're not really affected by certain guys getting caught on screen and rolls and having to switch off on Clay or having to switch off on Curry. Um, obviously, you don't want someone like uh, Serge Ibaka being stuck there, but there are certain times where Serge has the ability to, to move his feet and to play defense on someone a little bit smaller than him. So that gives them all confidence. And um, they're really concentrating on the defensive end of the court and making adjustments in film and stuff like that on how they can stop what Golden State just um, does offensively. And also Golden State is, they've known to have a lot of unforced turnovers. So uh, the Raptors are really taking advantage of that, and it's giving them confidence on the offense, man. And to to see this, you know, to see this team do what it's done, to see the Raptors, you know, be in a three one advantage right now, a three one advantage having being in their, their first ever NBA finals. How surprised are you? Are you not surprised? I mean the world seems surprised. So, you know, what's been your reaction to this being so close to the Green family and, you know, breaking bread with them after these games and talking to them about different stuff? I know after game one, you know, you talked about being with Danny Green senior and junior and discussing the series and the games and what was going on. Uh, how surprised or not surprised are you in the Raptors right now? Well, I have to be honest, I'm just as surprised as everyone else. Um, I think that with KD not being there, it definitely gave them an even playing field. But there was still a lot of things that they needed to overcome when um, when they faced the Raptors the first game. I mean, even after the, even after the game two loss, uh, one of the things that little Danny mentioned was that Serge seemed scared out there, you know, and they and, 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 and that was something, or nervous, 
you know, I can't use the word scared because he's a pro, he's been there, but he was he was a lot more nervous than he usually was. And then he said that that was, um, you know, um, unusual, especially for Serge. So to see him come back and play well in game four when they really needed it, that tells me that even individually they're evolving and trusting, you know, with one, in, in one another. And, um, yeah, it's, it's really great. I mean, I think that um, they really feel that they're going to make um, history and do something special. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I think it's really going to be tough tonight. It's, the Golden State is not going to just lay down and give up like that. Um, so the, the, the Raptors are definitely going to have to play steady, uh, play smart. Uh, but it's obviously going to be loud and very electric in that um, stadium. So they're going to have the crowd behind them. And um, they're going to have to just keep it consistently on, uh, on play on defense and, um, you know, just really hope, um, you know, things work out. Speaking here, I want to go back to Oracle. <laughs> Speaking here with with Derek Brower, Syracuse and pro basketball alum, on his closeness to the Danny Green family and the Toronto Raptors, and, you know, as a whole this season, what they've been able to do. Like you said, Golden State's not going to lay down, but. It's very, very difficult to play at Scotiabank Arena, uh, the former Air Canada Center. Uh, very difficult to play there in front of uh, about 20,000 people. You got Jurassic Park right outside. You got another viewing center from there. So, I mean, to have all of that together in the, in the way that it is and in kind of what's going on, you know, just what you could say about not just, you know, the difficulty of playing inside of Scotiabank Arena, but the fact that these fans are literally everywhere. There's as many fans, if not more, outside than there are inside. Jurassic Park is filled with Raptors, and, you know, so is the stadium. And, and this is just a, a really, truly amazing kind of sight here to show people what the outside of the arena looks like even and, and what Jurassic Park looks like. So just what you could say about the fact that Golden State's not going to lay down, but the Raptors have fans that can fill up three stadiums that are going to be there. Oh, absolutely. I mean, just just walking through, um, just walking downtown Toronto, um, the whole conversation was nothing but Raptors. I mean, guys in business suits, guys in, you know, bungee shorts, everyone was talking Raptors basketball. And, um, you know, so so the whole town is definitely, uh, the whole province is definitely fired up, and, and I would say the country, so... Uh, the Warriors are definitely going to have a lot of people to rooting against them, and the energy given out to the Raptors is going to be amazing. So it's really, really going to be a great time up there. I'm sorry if I'm huffing. Can you hear me, Dan? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, you're fine. Yeah, I just got sent on a mission. <laughs> no. I got to drop some stuff off to the the youngest green. Danny has a little sister who's just turned five and his father's sending me on a mission to two to time so i'm sorry about <laughs> if there's some issues but yeah we're really excited dan's jumping dan senior's jumping on the plane now but i drove down from syracuse so i got to get on the road and i think i'm just going to drive to toronto but um yeah he's excited 
So for you to uh, to be driving up there for game five, I mean, this is something where, like, we were talking game one, and it's like, yeah, I'm going to go up and see it. I'm going to see the family. I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be cool. We'll see what we can do. And now it's like you're in it, in it. So have you become or have you been, I mean, have you been a Raptors fan? Have you just kind of gone wherever Danny's gone? You know, where do you sit right now? Because you, you officially have been, you know, with this team for the majority of the series and, and with the Green family for the majority of this. And you've been around Leo Routens and, you know, some of the broadcast staff and whatnot. So, I mean, you're you're pretty much in it, in it right now. Well, you know, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm full disclosure, I'm a Lakers fan. All right, so, but we can we we understand what kind of trouble that they're in uh, nowadays. But um, no, obviously, like I said, with um, growing up with Big Dan and and watching Danny through high school and in North Carolina and uh, you know San Antonio, obviously, you know I support him no matter where he's at. Um, but as far as the Raptors concerned, no, actually, you know I. I never really watched them. I, I was never a big Raptors fan. Um, but now, like I said, experiencing Toronto and seeing the the, the organization and, and meeting a lot of the other guys. I mean, Kyle Lowry, we sat down and I spoke to him. Me and Danny was speaking to him one uh, after game one. He was a great guy. And I'm really a Kyle Lowry fan. You know what I mean? Now, um, I used to think that he would, you know, would not, would underperform during the playoffs, and but now that I've gotten a chance to speak to him and really understand his personality, um, he's a great guy and he's a bulldog, and I would go in the trenches with him at any time, and I can see why the rest of the Raptors love him. And he has been, you know, Kyle Lowry's been consistently inconsistent. So fans, you know, that that love him or want to love him, you know, have have been a little bit frustrated with that. You know, when they need a couple more points here and there, you know, to see him, you know, to want him to take over and, and not see that happen. So, you know, there's been that love relationship that's also turned into that, you know, a little bit of, of frustration. So you said, you know, now that you sat down with him, you know, you'd go to battle with him, you'd go to war with him. Uh, why is that? What what did he do? What did he show you? What did he say that just made you feel like, oh, okay, well, you know, I felt like other people and, you know, thought this guy should be more consistent or he's not doing enough. What sitting down with him changed your mind? Well, a lot of it had to do with just his humility. You know, um, he, he, he just came off as a very genuine young man. Uh, he explained a lot of the things that he went through um, during that whole um, not being able to get over the hump period. And um, also just just the vibe that I got from him as a person and then watching him on the court, I could really say that, you know what, no matter if this guy scores 20 points or no points, he's giving you everything he's got. And, um, and I'll tell you, I was watching, <clears throat> I was watching an interview after game three, I think when Kyle had that little, uh, run in with the, the guy in the stands and he said something very important. He said that, Throughout that, the the, uh, the interviewer asked him, "Well, how did you regain your focus? You know, because that was a very crucial part of the, of the game." And he said, "It when he was he was still fuming over the situation, but what happened was after speaking to during the timeout, after speaking to Danny, and after speaking to Mark Gasol, and after speaking to other veterans, they actually calmed him down and allowed him to." 
refocus. So um, what happened was, to me, now what I did is I reverted back to, you know what, I think that when controversy came up in years prior with him and DeMar DeRozan, I think instead of calming each other down, they actually probably hyped each other up and, and which made them fall into a deeper, you know, uh, ability to not focus on the situation. So for him to admit that, you know what, these guys brought me back into focus and I was re- able to remain steady and play, you know, it, once again, it just tells me what kind of person he is. Is he's, he's, he's very open to open to understanding and, and getting better. And you, you got to be able to, you got to love to be able to play with a guy like that. And, you know, with him, like you said, the humbleness, I, I think a lot of things uh, are the moment that uh, a lot of people, I should say, kind of fell in love with him was when they advanced to the NBA Finals out of the Eastern Conference. And we just saw that, you know, after the Milwaukee Bucks series, we just saw, you know, him kind of putting his hand to his head and smiling and, and kind of looking like a little kid in disbelief and then also in relief and in happiness. You know, that that was that was a moment that will forever be, you know, etched in history, especially if they win the NBA Finals. Do you think that, you know, that was kind of a sign too? Because there was a lot of a connection to that, that, you know, Lowry, because Kawhi's just come in and Danny's just come in and Serge has just come in recently and Mark Gasol and Jeremy Lin and so on and so forth. You know, a lot of these guys have not been here. You know, Norm Powell, you know, has for a bit and, and Fred Van Vliet. But the guy that's been here in the trenches the longest, you know, longer than Pascal Siakam and, and all that is Kyle Lowry. So that moment for him to have waited so long and, and gone through so much that seems to be one of the moments where fans really just kind of wanted to give him a hug. Do you feel that as well? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, he has put in a lot of time there, and he's, he's definitely put his heart and soul into Toronto. I think he was a little um, devastated at the trade in the beginning of the season, as anyone would be. I mean, if you spend seven years with a guy going through battles and wars, um, it's going to affect you a bit emotionally, um, you know, if he's no longer there. And I asked little Danny about that. I asked him, I said, listen, how did how did Kyle accept you guys when you first got there? Now, Danny and Kyle had known each other because they came up around the same time. So they played in AAU and, 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 and they'd known each other, you know, just in passing. Um, but Danny said, no, Kyle was great. You know, he accepted them with open arms. But you had to believe, just by human nature, that there was some um, apprehension between both parts. But once again, when you have guys that are humble with no egos, um, it becomes a lot easier to, to form bonds. And, and that's exactly what the Raptors have done, you know. Um, I'm sure that Kyle would love to have his friend DeMar experiencing this, but um, he also is enjoying the moment. His family's enjoying it, and uh, it's just it's really great for him. And, I, and I'm so happy and um, really excited for him. Like I said, after meeting him and just talking to him and seeing the passion and the sincerity – and also the awareness, he has the self-awareness of, listen, we haven't made it over the hump. And for me to be considered a great player, I have to do this or have to be a part of this. And he's willing to do whatever he, he needs to do to, to, to have that happen. 
And for you, Derek, before I let you go here, uh, for you know, to 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 look at kind of going a little bit beyond that and and past Kyle, you know, to the the bigger picture of this series, you brought it up a little bit, and that was the fact that you know Kevin Durant hasn't played. Now some people are saying game three, but more likely game four. You came on my show just a, a few days back and said, I don't think he's playing at all. You know, we haven't seen him practice. And, you know, the team was talking about the fact that he wasn't out there and he wasn't practicing, wasn't doing, you know, the organized activities and whatnot. So we don't think he's going to be out there. Now he's marked as questionable. What do you think? Is it smoke and mirrors? I mean, to come back at this point down three to one, you know, is, is that something that, that he should do? Is the body ready? Because it, it seems, I mean, it seems that you've been right in what you had said of, you know, he's probably not even going to, we're not going to see him this series more than likely, and, and we we haven't yet. So he is in Toronto. He, he did travel there, but he did that for games one and two and didn't play. So what do you right. think this is? Is it is it a smoke and mirrors kind of like make everybody scared, or do you think we could see him? I actually think that um, he's not going to play, and there's two reasons for that. Number one, um, I don't think they were totally honest about the injury that he sustained. I really believe it was a high Achilles strain, um, and and that because of I noticed um, when I seen him um, a few times he where he had was getting treatment. He, that ice pack was too low on his calf to be a calf sprain, and also for the fact that. He's going to. He's going into a contract year. Um, I really don't think he's going to jeopardize tearing that Achilles totally um, for this situation. I could be wrong. I even seen some footage of him working out, and he's and he's not at full speed. I mean, he can jog a little bit, but that is nothing compared to the speed of an actual NBA game. And I just don't think he's going to risk it. And, you know, it makes a lot of sense that he would, you know, kind of stay out of this thing and, and that the injury could be a little bit worse than, you know, what people had originally thought because we haven't seen him in this series at all. Toronto, let's say, you know, they win the NBA Finals. Does anything get taken away from them? Does the conversation immediately go to, oh, well, there was no Kevin Durant, yada, yada, yada? Because I do want to let fans know that Kevin Durant was on the Golden State Warriors playing and scored 51 points in the game that Toronto won in overtime. And then Toronto went to Golden State, to Oracle in the regular season, and won by 20 points without Kawhi Leonard playing a single moment in the game. So they've seen Kevin Durant beat them. They've beaten the Warriors without their best player, Kawhi Leonard. So I just want to preface with that. But, you know, does anything get taken away from the Raptors in the narrative? Because we know that, you know, other people in the media like to, instead of give credit where credit's due, they like to always find the negative in it. So what do you think about that? Well, I mean, I've had, I just had this discussion the other day with a friend of mine, and I'll tell you what, um, if you look at and it's still going out there with four all-stars, all-stars coming off the bench, um, a few Hall of Famers, you know. So to use one player as the reason why they um, – if they don't win the series is the reason why they lost is, is, is you know, it's absolutely ludicrous because injuries and um, different things are part of the game. But when you still have two of the greatest shooters, uh, one of the greatest defensive players, 
Um, a guy like Boogie Cousins, Andre Iguodala. There's no excuses. What's actually happening is the Raptors are outplaying the Warriors as a team. Now, we're not talking individuals. The Raptors don't have the individual stat lines, the, the individual players who have the stat lines of the Warriors. But basketball is a team sport. And if you can get all five guys playing cohesively on the same page, then, you know, you're usually going to be successful because there's only one basketball and only one person can shoot it. So, you know, with, with a team like the Raptors who are happy with guys playing their particular roles and playing them to their max, um, no, there's no taking away from them. This is a total team effort, and that's what basketball is, team sport. That coming from Derek Brower here on Wake Up Call with Dan Satora, close with the Danny Green family, Syracuse and pro basketball alum and, and connected with, obviously, this series and, and what's been going on here and being around it. Uh, Derek, in closing, just what you could say about being around the team and, you know, getting that kind of special feel, you know, the, the information that nobody else is getting, those dinners that nobody else is having, just what that's been like for you to chronicle the, these Raptors through the NBA Finals and be able to sit down, not only with Danny Green and, and his father, but, you know, sit down with other people like Kyle Lowry and just what that's meant to you. Look, I, you know, it's hard for me to say, but they've actually made me a fan. You know, as someone who's played the game at, at some of the highest levels, you try to, I guess, um, not put yourself in a position where you become a fan. But, but watching little Danny, I'm, I'm, I'm a pure fan of his. I've become a fan of, of the Raptors in general. And um, I'm just enjoying it, you know, as, as a guy who's 52 years old and went through my little basketball experience, it's amazing to live vicariously through little Danny to have this opportunity. And, um, I, you know, I'm just really enjoy, enjoying the experience. And it, it's absolutely wonderful. I mean, like I said, he's excited. The whole city's excited. His family's excited. So it's just amazing, you know. It's an amazing experience, and um, it's really hard to explain. So um, it, it's just great, man. It really is. Well, you know, it's it's we the North America is what I've been putting out there since the beginning. It's not we the North <laughs> anymore. It's we the North America. I think the world is waiting and hoping that red and purple are going to be bleeding strong at the uh, at the end of this thing. Well, you know what? It's going to be a great game tonight, but I really have confidence that um, the Raptors are going to take care of business. Uh, so, you know, let's just see. And um, it'll be great for Danny to put another one of those trophies down in his basement and um, just top off an illustrious career from a kid who, you know, like I said, is, is one of the um, – is one of the greatest kids and one of the humblest kids that you could ever meet. And I tell you what, Dan, um, I can't guarantee you, you know, right after the finals, but I'm going to be working Danny's camp later on in July, and I'm going to stay on him to try to get him to come on your show and give you at least a few minutes. You know, I, I, I'm definitely going to do that, and um, and I'm pretty sure that I could I could get him to come on and talk to you. So. Um, that's something we'll try to arrange, and I hope your fans appreciate that. 
Yeah, and I would appreciate, you know, that that's a very generous of you and very kind of you. And after 24 years of, of being a, a fan of these Raptors since I was nine years old, uh, definitely, uh, you know, professionally and personally would be something pretty special. So, you know, thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for thinking of me. And, and like I told you, you know, uh, on top of all that, you know, take as much gear as you can find in, in those bins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it goes quick, man, it goes quick. I got bum-rushed as soon as I got home. But, um, you know what, I'm definitely going to keep you in mind, and, and we'll pull some Toronto stuff out for you. Well, it sounds good, and, and I hope that you have a great time in Game 5, and, uh, and definitely uh, say hello to the Green family for us You know, here at Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. I would love to have Danny on the show, because as my aunt said, who's been a fan forever, my Aunt Donna, God bless her, she said, you know, people talk about Kawhi coming over, but Danny Green's a really good player that they got in this, and you know, to, to get DeMar DeRozan, they ship Kawhi, they give him cash, and they give him Danny Green. Toronto obviously made out in this, and, and Danny Green wasn't the focal point of the draft yet they kind of snuck in a pretty darn good player which is something special well yeah it was a great move by uh Masai Majuri, the gm um i think san antonio uh being were, were being a little um frugal you know i don't think they really wanted to pay danny what he was owed and uh, they thought it would be best to, you know, get that contract off their hands, which is a business move, I understand. But at the same time, uh, Little Danny was excited to um, go to a new place where he could rejuvenate himself and, and, and play with a lot more confidence. I mean, anybody who's been watching him throughout the years, he's playing a lot better than he did in San Antonio. Um, and that some confidence from the coaching staff, from the organization. They were happy to have him. And um, yeah, and and he he was just really excited to be a part of that trade, and it's and it's worked out well, you know. Yeah, you know, and I think that it's going to be you know an, an awesome opportunity for Toronto as they move forward to do what they're doing right now, and and to have these players that they did playing like a family, playing like a true team, and and doing exactly you know what I was told years ago they were doing after Chris Bosh left, which is you know we're not looking to just have one superstar and that's it. And Kawhi has been such a team player that even though he is so 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 good you know, great even that, uh, that, that, you know, there's all these other guys that have really made this uh, a team and made this a very special season. Uh, DeMar DeRozan leaving and Dwayne Casey being let go was very questionable and very confusing. And now fans are kind of seeing what this uh, front office of the Raptors had in mind as they move forward. So it's going to be a great, great game five. And we're looking to see if Toronto can shut this door for good inside of Scotiabank and Jurassic Park. And uh, with that being said, I mean, I'd love to have you back on the show. I know we're going to stay connected and whatnot, but give my best to the Green family and uh, and let Danny know that when he sees that shot to make sure that he takes it because you got to take the ones that you're given, right? And you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. That's absolutely right. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And, and that's, that's what we tell them. Just keep shooting. Just keep shooting. As long as they keep you out there, keep shooting. If you're not hitting, then somebody else will step up. And, and, and he has to be aggressive in order to help his teammates. So we're looking forward to the game tonight. I hope everybody tunes in. And it's been a pleasure talking to you, Dan, as always. Absolutely. So have a good day. And I appreciate your time, Derek. And we'll talk with you soon. All right. Take care. Take care.
That coming from Derek Brower one more time. Syracuse, a pro basketball alum, very close with the Danny Green family growing up around them, being around them, seeing Danny Green Jr., who's on the Toronto Raptors ever since he was a little kid. So if you're looking out for number 14 tonight in the games, that is a a big-time connection and somebody who will always be little Danny to Derek Brower. So I want to thank Derek for his unique angle and his you know time around the team that he's been able to share with us. He said with us days ago, you know, in the beginning of the series, I don't think Kevin Durant's going to play. And, you know, that's sitting here right now in a, in a reality. So could have broken something right here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. And, uh, and definitely, you know, all of his insight is much appreciated as the Toronto Raptors get set for Game 5 and their hope and desire to win their first ever NBA Finals. They're in their first NBA Finals in 24 years, and now they're trying to not only be in it but win it against the Golden State Warriors, the Big Bad Wolf, and Game 5 happens tonight, Monday, June 10th, in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, as the fans and the country of Canada, as well as the United States and 47 states who said that they're hoping that the Raptors win. That's why I put We the North and the hashtag We the North America. And speaking of being We the North America, Wake Up Call with Dan Satora is proud to be on the road broadcasting live with you from Orlando, Florida. So thank you so much for listening in on Thursday and watching and on Friday as well and here on Monday, June 10th. I want to thank all my beautiful and wonderful partners inside of Wake Up Call with Dan Satora. And, and, and those people are Carvel DeWitt, Utica Pizza Company, as well as Frightmare Farms, the Wildcat Sports Pub. I want to thank each and every single one of you so very much for, for all that you've done. You can see all my partners on wakeupcalldt.com's homepage. So once again, Carvel DeWitt, Utica Pizza Company, Frightmare Farms, the Syracuse Stallions, Press Room Pub, where we have trivia every Tuesday, including... This Tuesday, June 11th at 7 p.m. at 220 Herald Place in downtown Syracuse. A Dominic's restaurant where we have trivia every Wednesday, including this Wednesday, June 12th at 7 p.m. at 1370 Burnett Avenue in Syracuse. Honda City of Liverpool, the Museum of Intrigue located on the third floor of Destiny USA. Frightmare Farms, like I mentioned, is going to be doing a summer event at the end of June. Home Team Pub, where we have all of our Liverpool-centric athletic events. True by Hilton Camillus in Township 5, which has an indoor sport court and is totally unique to the other hotels that we have in our central and upstate New York area. So make sure you head out there for a tremendous experience. It is Hilton quality service at the most affordable price. And then we have the Wildcat Sports Pub that is within walking distance of True by Hilton Camillus. And that's where we have our West Genesee events, fantasy football exclusively, and so much more. Canine Campground Dog Boarding and Dog Daycare, and a place that I trust to take care of my babe. And then Charney's Men's Clothing, which is obviously our studio and our travel studio, located on 3150 Erie Boulevard East in Syracuse, New York, to dress up and dress down, fit for every single man. And make sure you go out there to Charney's Men's Clothing today. Let them know that we sent you over there and get your unique style at Charney's. Whatever you're looking for, or if you're looking to change it up a little bit, do it at Charney's. Thank you so much for tuning in. You'll find Wake Up Call with Dan Satora 24-7 on wakeupcalldt.com. You can join free here on MixLR and follow the show, and that'll allow you to do two great things. One of them, you can chat with us during the live broadcast, every live broadcast in the chat room. Only members can do that, and they do that for free. And you'll be emailed when the show goes live, so you'll never miss a live show again no matter where we are. So make sure you become a member at mixlr.com backslash wakeupcall.com. 
DT. And find us on Facebook 24 7 at Wake Up Call DT, Twitter at Call DT, and Instagram at Wake Up Call underscore DT. In the meantime, God bless, no stress, and have yourselves a tremendous day. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. And I thank you for listening in to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. <laughs>